0: Well, balancing the intense demands of being a mother with desperately wanting to continue as an artist can prove overwhelming for many new mums. Auckland performer Sally Stockwell has lived through it and now sings about the experiences in her new show, We've Got So Much To Talk About. As well as being a musician, Sally's worked extensively on stage and screen. She brings all these skills to a show she describes as an experimental mashup of electronic sound, song, movement and rebellion. Sally explains that, like most new mothers, she wasn't prepared for what was to come.
1: Oh gosh, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I just knew that, as they say, the clock was ticking and I had to make a conscious decision to try to be a mum. You know, try for a baby. I never held gr- great ambitions to be a mother, but I, I always assumed it would happen when the time was right. And I had a mother who was always saying, "You've got plenty of time. Don't worry. You, you know, you're in your thirties. you know, you've got lots of time." And then I started approaching forty, and I had to kind of put down tools, really. So I had to make that space, make that, make that wish, make that desire. And for me, in total honesty, it hasn't been easy. And, you know, of course there's all the love, but it's not easy.
0: (laughs) And and I've seen, you know, we've got so much to talk about, described as an exploration of this struggle between um, artistic identity and motherhood. I mean, did you find that, again, with the arts having been such a big part of your life, that you had to effectively put that on hold to one side for a while? And how was that for you as somebody who had spent so much of your time on stage, you know, performing?
1: Uh, Well, I I suppose those first days, weeks, months are just so all-encompassing, it felt, as I think it does for a lot of women, like a juggernaut. And my first baby was reflux. In fact, my second was too. So that added to the um, kind of stress, I'd say, and perhaps postnatal elements that are just there anyway, I think, in motherhood. I don't think that's something we talk about, like those things swim around, ready to rise up if things are difficult. So I initially was just in the swell of that young mother, young baby phase. And what I'd actually done is I'd recorded my album, my first album, while I was pregnant with my first child. When she was six months old, I released the album and I had a little mini tour. So. I had a lot of focus around that time and so I had my first experience of juggling motherhood and career ready to unfold but very soon I think after that I found myself still having that urge to want to create and found myself in that struggle or that question of who am I and becoming a a young mum brings around that feeling anyway of what am I, who am I, where is my old self gone, I'm just here really for the immediate needs which are constant and the exhaustion and all the other things that are involved in that world started to become at odds with the question of will I ever get outside the house even for a walk let alone can I walk down the road and think about what my next opportunity away from my baby might be and I really didn't want to leave my baby so I think that was actually my very personal dilemma I didn't want to leave her but I wanted to work
0: Well, I mean that's that's not uncommon, and in fact, in those situations, you can find the loveliest mums in the world can feel a degree of resentment, because they've had, a, you know, I think particularly perhaps for mothers who come to this in their thirties and forties, you know, they've had a rich full career, mm. and it feels like a big sacrifice. And there are times yeah. where it's very hard to be home alone with mm. this little one. Mm. Um, so, I mean, did you did you struggle with that the whole time, or has creating this work helped you to find?
1: the words for what you were feeling Definitely this work has helped me find the words and I think what I do I tend to do as an artist is I just get busy anyway I just can't stop myself from doing the thing that makes me feel good regardless of how much time I've got and how much stress there is because probably for me it's a release anyway so if I can find that time that that slither of time to... It's a grounding thing for me as well. I feel like I'm more whole if I've got something of... a little something for myself. And so that I've found through writing songs. I've moved more into writing music in the last sort of 15 years alongside my acting career. So that's something that I can do in my own home, in my studio. So I was able to continue working on the craft of that, but it took took a year or so before I actually sat down I remember we'd been away on holiday on our summer holiday and I sat down and I was looking at at my studio and thinking I don't even know how to plug in these leads anymore but I managed to get it going (laughs) and then I kind of wrote a song in one go which is in the show
0: what's the tone then of the songs in the show I mean I I love the description of it an experimental mashup (laughs) you know because you're going to have good days and bad days Um, As a parent. So, I mean, do we have a mix of emotions here kind of representing this this motherhood experience you've had?
1: Definitely. Yeah, because it is. Motherhood is a mash of emotions and it's not mutually ex- exclusive one one feeling. We can have those feelings of love and hate in a flicker of a moment and so it's about the coexisting of of different emotions so it's very textural, the show, in, in terms of the palette of songs and we really look for the light as well as in the comedy and the comedy of in failure as well because there's so much failing in motherhood <laughs> and the feeling of failing... As well as the darker emotions of feeling desperation and feeling um, real frustration and rage as well. That's something we don't talk about as women in society. And we're not encouraged to to go into that zone and expose that about ourselves. Even as mothers, you know, there's there's a lot of expectation that we carry. There's a lot of moral obligation that we carry and so so we're just trying to find that balance where we where we are swimming around in all of it and touching on everything and in some ways we we don't we don't we're not trying to uh solve anything but we're trying to address I guess some of the unfinished business of feminism really (laughs) And Without you, being too heavy. No.
0: <laughs> well, also, I mean, you've got song, and as to say you've got you've got movement and acting. And I was interested because you've directed other productions yourself, but you've brought in a director for this work. And this is a dance artist. and I thought, oh my goodness, that's very interesting. So, are you also? pushing yourself physically on stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I've spent time working within physical theatre and the theatre that I really enjoy is device theatre that utilises the actor's physical capabilities as well as vocal. So, and working with imagery and making images on stage that can morph or tip into physical... You need to use your body, basically. So you use your body however you need to, and you use your voice however you need to. And because I can sing, I I have a collection of songs that really are the spine of the work. And then I wanted to really push myself like you asked to cohesively kind of knit it all together. I know my director, Julia Harvey. I've known her for years and we worked together on a piece called Dark Tourist by Malia Johnson and Emma Willis years ago. And I saw her solo work and I was really struck by how strong her work was. And she worked with the voice, which we don't always see with dancers. And she worked with microphones. And I loved the way she integrated voice and microphones and choreography. And she was exceptionally brave as well. And I thought. She's the person to work with for me because she's going to help me. I didn't want to become static behind my instruments. And in fact, I wanted to find a way where I can actually not even be beholden to the instruments. So we do have some pre-recorded music as well and some live modes as well. So Julia's been really able to hold all of the modes or all of the disciplines and get it moving. And we do. We have me... We have me all over the stage at times. Has being able
0: to work on this, and we were going to be performing this last year and COVID got in the way, so you've been working on this piece for some time. Has getting back to being creative in
1: your own right helped you as a mother, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm a better mum when I'm happy. (laughs) And when I'm happy, it's when I'm when I'm working as well as being there enough for the kids. It's such a fine balance. And I don't think I've ever met a mum who feels like they have that balance. It's a daily dance, but I know that if I can be creating my own work, I feel great. I feel great too, obviously, if I go off to, you know, a film job or something. Um, The thing is being able to come home and be there for my kids as well and know that they feel anchored and they feel like I'm giving them what they need for their emotional worlds and that I'm there for the little details as well. So it's always a balance, isn't it?
0: I just had this vision. I was fast-forwarding in my mind maybe 20 years or so, and you're sitting down with the kids and you're playing them the the video or whatever format it will be by then or the soundtrack to this and saying, "This is this is how I felt with you guys, and maybe that will help them understand you even better because that's one of the tragedies of our lives that we we don't get to know our parents very well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you think they'd feel about it? And that's a really hard question, isn't it?
1: Well, I don't know because I feel like I'm always growing, I'm always growing up and that that because what this show does is it takes me back to my relationship with myself, my relationship with my childhood, my mother and my father. You know, my the way I grew up, and then it throws the the lines forward to my child, and how does she feel about me, and how will she feel about me? And we're always asking that question as mothers, um, or maybe we're not. Um, am I damaging my child by not being there for them, or how am I helping to shape them? So it sort of comes back to that nature nurture, and there are some mums who really don't think about that, and I'm refreshed by that because I I tend to worry sometimes about how I'm affecting my child. We live in a very sort of switched-on psychological world now where we have also, that's another layer of pressure, of needing to be there for our child's every emotional need and understanding its psychological effect in a way. So I try not to think about it too much because I think when we're doing our best parenting, we're just feeling it and we are in... We're in a current of um, trusting ourselves, so I don't worry about it too much. But I do know that I integrate the kids into my life all the time. Like for example, Florence, my eldest girl, who's eight, we have um, we have her voice in the show, and it's a it's a an iPhone recording that I took of her doing some music, her just improvising on my piano. It's from a couple of years ago, and. Yeah, I just feel like I'm doing the best that I can. You know, it's that Winnicott quote of the good enough mother that I think we've got to cut ourselves some slack sometimes too and go, you know, we've got to just do what the best we can and not worry about the rest. So I also hear that every child pretty much looks back and says, this is what you did, parent. This is how you've wounded me, and it's impossible not to. <laughs> So how do you deal with that? I don't know.